Good morning, folks. And also welcome those who are now online with us. I'm happy that you join us in this time of worship together. As I say in the first service, that um, the Lord kind of impressed upon me to share that as I open my mouth to kind of declare that this is the day the Lord has made. And let us be glad in it. That time there was no rain yet, no? So I say, Lord, what happened when the rain comes? Well, you see, this today the Lord has made and be glad in it. Amen? Definitely, we like to have the rain around us too, right? This morning we will continue the pulpit theme on knowing God or know God. And I'm scheduled to speak on God the Comforter. I believe God as the Comforter is really among us that we don't really need to search high and low for Him. As the scripture declares, that God is gracious and kind, full of mercy and full of compassion. So when we read the word, to me really the word comes as a word of comfort to us already. And so it's just, and this uh, kind of puppet sharing, is to expand a bit more on how we see the, the God of comfort uh, manifested in our life together. And the other part of the scripture will say he loved us even before we love him. So God has taken the initiative to love all mankind. Even we kind of have a heart for him and we thank him for that. In fact, in Jesus, when he was ministering with the disciples as recorded in John Gospel chapter 14, that he was about to leave them, he said, I pray to the Father that he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. John 14, 16, 17, and 18 verses. Then even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither know him, but you know him, and you dwell, and he dwell with you, and he shall with you. And the 18th verse, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Beautiful. You see, the Lord knows, as he's been with them for a while, long enough, and he knows his mission is almost completed. He's about to leave them. Say, don't worry, folks. I'm not leaving you alone. You will have the comforter coming to you. So, folks, I ended my sermon now because the comforter is really among us and we thank God. So it's for us to really experience in Him. I have a writer on this opening prayer taken by the daily prayer, devotional guide. And I would like you to say along with me. It's all right? Let's see. Together. Blessed Lord, all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning. Help us so to hear them, to read them. You will lead the two patients and the comfort of your Holy Word. May we embrace and forever hold fast to hope everlasting life. You have given us Jesus Christ who are alive and reign with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
And this morning our text with you is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, reading from the New America Standard Bible, NASB. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comfort us in all our friction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. And with the comfort which you have ourselves, are comforted by God. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. So here the scripture as Paul written, has written here, beautifully spelled out, that God our, our, our comfort, comfort us with all our friction. And when we are healed and ministered by the Lord, we will share the same comfort that we gain from God to those who may about to enter such affliction or who are going through such affliction. It's a kind of blessing unto one another that we don't keep God's blessing together, but we share His blessing to one another. I'm also ministered by the last week Sunday speaker, Dr. Layong, Dr. Tan Layong, who share about ministry with people, especially talking about sharing God's gospel and love, that he will say, go and minister to the people, love the people. And he really, you know, reaching out all to others. It's amazing. So here, as we receive the word of God from us, let us go forth and be a channel of blessing to one and all. As I uh, come across these few lines of thought uh, concerning the young and old, uh, sometimes can be discouraging and may not so comfortable to us. But nevertheless, you set out the mood of what we are entering in at this meditation. Uh, let me share, you, share with you this thought here about the young and old situation. All right, let's see from the PowerPoint. Concerning when I'm young, I worry about my pimples. But when I'm old, I worry about my wrinkles. <laughs> and when I was young, I found it difficult to wake up. But when I'm old, I find it difficult to sleep. When I was young, I was waiting to hold someone's hand. But when old comes, I'm waiting for someone to hold my hand. When young, I was longing to be alone. But when I'm old, I worry why I am alone. When I was young, I felt I was eternal, energetic activity, full of activity, alive here and there. But when I'm old, I know someday it will be my turn. How sad. Now, folk, not to discourage you. The scripture reminded us, even though we walk to the valley of the deepest valley in life, his rod, God's rod, and comfort stay with us. Amen. So the moral lesson, it doesn't matter whether you're young or old, life needs to be lived and live well in love. We, move, we march on, folks. We go on. Whether young or old, whether situations that are pleasant or unpleasant, we know we can go on. Because the Bible has a lot of assurance and promises given to us. 
to as you read, you'll be encouraged and you'll move on. Let me share some verses here. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 would say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. For 6, in all your ways, acknowledge Him and you will direct your paths. Folks, you are to do everything trusting God. Not just rely on your own understanding, but to acknowledge Him in whatever you are doing. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. We know we can't run away from anxious moments. Uh, we know some parents are anxious about the PSLE result uh, lately, or some N-level coming or O-level coming and so on. Uh, my wife and I are concerned too because one of our grandchildren is into the PSLE. The first thing we do next when the result came up, text them, hey, how's the result? <laughs> I want to see and my wife will see. Oh, okay, lah. below 20, can do. <coughs> so there is some comfort in this thing, but then, you know, anxiety is always built up. And then another familiar text, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guide your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Teaching is, load it or give it to the Lord, whatever you are going through, and in return, He will give you His peace, so-called the peace of mind. That you reassure that everything is under control, and that comes along the comfort of God given to us. Now sometimes it's easy to maybe minister to us in just by saying, but ask ourselves the question is, how do we put it into practical living? And the Lord put in my heart to share this lesson with you from the life of Joseph. Uh, I'm glad in the first service, some folks feedback to me, they were kind of ministered to uh, by the word of God, not really by what I say. But here, roughly, I want to share with you how Joseph went through his life as a teenager, perhaps at the age of 17 over, that he was considered the favorite son of Jacob, who had more than one. In fact, Joseph was the 11th child that Jacob had. And because he was a favorite, he was given the robe, nightdress, and many other good things in life. And to make things worse, Joseph came on to tell his uh, sibling, the family, that one day, you all, you all folks will have to bow to me. Oh, then you say you are the youngest. How can you do that? Or how can we do it to you? You must be out of your mind, they say. So with all this building up, they are not happy with Joseph. They blocked to kill him. You see, the feedback to me this morning that they went as far as to kill their own brother. But thank God his life was spared and then instead of killing him, they sold him out into a foreign land 
to be a slave in a foreign land taken by an officer in the Egyptian court. And at, at serving in the court, then the wife of the Egyptian man uh, kind of saw Joseph Hampson and tried to subdue him. But Joseph, according to the scripture, flee from that temptation. Folks, let's learn a great lesson here. If you can't overcome temptation, flee, run away. Never look back. Your life will be saved. And that happened to Joseph. He flee from that temptation. Uh, money can't save you. Nobody can save you except the Lord. You need to cling on to. As Joseph declared, how could I do such a wicked thing to my God? Telling the woman. And because of her failure, she angry with him and got him into trouble and put him in jail. But during the jail moment, he was given the favor by the jailer, by God to the jailer, and he was given the gift coming along to interpret dreams. And to cut the long story short, uh, his gift was recognized later, and then he was then introduced to King Pharaoh, who happened to have dreams, wanted people to interpret for him, for King Pharaoh. And Joseph was introduced to King Pharaoh, and he managed to interpret the dream, the one that in seven years there will be bountiful of harvest. The next dream was to say, in the next seven years there will be a famine. The good and the bad coming. And then because of the famine later on, the brother from the homeland came over to Egypt to look for food. And they did not recognize Joseph. But Joseph recognized him. But God gave them the opportunity to reconcile as families together, with brothers to brothers. In fact, the brothers were worried that Joseph may revenge on them. But Joseph never. He took the opportunity to meet up with them and even kind of give them the assurance that he loved them and forgave them. But you realize at the time Joseph was kind of resurrected from his past. That from home he became a slave and then entered up a prisoner and then raised into a high position in the office in the palace. Just like a new life that we experience in God. A new beginning. I pray that we will have this new beginning in us to go to too. And so we realize that through this event, God has been with Joseph. Genesis 39, in verses 5, uh, 3, 5, 21, mentioned very clearly, the Lord was with Joseph. I guess he knew it, because he knew he gained favor from the people around him. He was not really alone in a sense. So much so, Joseph at the end, when he met up with the brothers, he gave this sounding reminder and teaching. What you folks meant evil to me, God turned it around and made it good for me. It's beautiful, folks. Sometimes people may try to harm us, 
we are angry and struggle. But look on the bright side, that God's hands are upon it. What you meant evil, God can turn something good and beautiful for me. Just like the point when Jesus was hung on the cross, he looked at the people who put him there. You know what was Jesus' word to them? Father, forgive them. Forgive them, for they know not what to do. Very touching, right? Somebody put you on the cross. You still pray to have forgiveness from the light. There's a beautiful ending of Joseph's life here, in the sense uh, that he could see God and make something out of nothing for him. That reminds me of the life that Job went through. We knew about Job, how from a rich person, position, down into a kind of audio. His audio was to ground zero. Everything he had was destroyed. But at the end, God blessed him with double blessing that he had before. And according to scripture, he never blamed God, never leave God, never accused God, but he accepted what God has given to him. And I think this is a great lesson for us, that we know some of us may be going through some situation fearfully facing it, in a crisis or a retrenchment situation or about to go to some surgery situation. But here the Word of God reminded us where you're going through your affliction, you can even share with others. I went to my surgery, as I say in the first service. You want to know more? We can have a cup of coffee and talk. But here to tell you, the Lord's hand really is upon me to see through that surgery situation. And then in seeking the answer to our problem, we may have some problem of facing an illness or even with family dispute among us. Whatever it is, folk, as a reflection for us, just like perhaps Joseph was crying to God. Why? Why I got to land up to being a slave, as a prisoner in the foreign land, that were left alone without family, attachment, and community that will be with me. But here the assurance given in Genesis 39, the Lord was with Joseph. You may be crying out to God in a situation, but folks want to assure you that God is with you today. I remember a lady came for prayer uh, just to share a bit of this uh, some time back, a few months back. Uh, Pastor, please pray for me uh, because my colleague is playing a bit of a sabotage of my, my situation. In fact, I'm doing fine. But because of that person, uh, the situation is not so helpful for me in the office surrounding. Please pray that the Lord will help me and deliver me. Yeah, we thank God that you acknowledge the leading and presence of God in your life. Not because the pastor's praying or the team is praying for you, but you know you can count on God to lead you in 
your next phase of life. And many years ago, I remember this brother came to me in prayer. Oh, it really shocked me in a sense. I said, Pastor, please pray for me. I got promoted to be a principal in a popular school. Oh, how come you, you still need prayer? Oh, because this school, the demands are very great and I'm fearfully you know, to take on the post. Please pray for me. Oh yeah, I'll be glad to pray with him. That God's peace fulfill him. God comfort given to him. God assurance given to him. God presence will be with him in the leading. So folks, when we ask you for prayer, don't be shy. Is God going to work in your life, not me? Or what? God will turn the situation around for you. And that will draw you closer to Him in the faith that you have, in the discipline that you're doing, in reading His Word, going to Him in prayer. That you see you're living in the faith and see the living God in us. I come across this beautiful point called the footprint point. I'm sure some of you are familiar with this. And I want to share with you in my own paraphrase that to encourage you. According to what the writer has written here, talk about a dream a believer had with God in a close fellowship together that they were walking along the beach. And they were walking along, there were a lot of sweet memory being flashed out uh, for this believer. And he could jolly well and join the fellowship he had with the Lord, looking at the two sets of footprints together on the beach. Then we realized that, that the journey continued the way that he walked with the Lord. One day he discovered during his very uh, lowest moment and uh, down situation, he noticed only one set of footprints left on the same beach. Then he turned around and asked the Lord, Lord, you promised you'd be with me, even with my up and down and things like that. How come now you deserted me? I no longer see your footprints with me. Then the Lord looked at him and said, and whispered to him, My precious child, don't you know that footprint that you see now belongs to me? Because all this while I've been carrying you. Therefore, you only see one set of footprints, not the double set. For folks, I just want to reflect with you this morning that you will see God in that perspective that he is carrying you embracing you holding you up just like we hold a dear baby in our heart that God will never want to let go so I pray that this experience will be with you whenever you go and to recognize that God is holding you so dearly in him that you may be knocked down, but never locked out. That you will firmly, firmly on this testimony, God is with you. Emmanuel. So we don't wait for Christmas to talk about Emmanuel. 
Emmanuel is every day here in your life. God is with you. One year, 12 months. Not just one month, December the 25th. God is with you from beginning to the end. For God is eternal. There is no end to God. Amen? So let me end again with these two verses here in Psalm 46. First one will say, God is a refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. God is ever-present with you whenever you are in your trouble. And all you need to do in first 10 will say, be still and know that He is God. He is exalted among the nation. He is exalted in the earth. All your heart is always keep in tune with the living God. Be still and know that He is God. Amen? And let us pray. God, our Father, we want to thank you for this moment to be ministered by your word to us. And so we pray that what we heard from your word will be truly dwell among us and in our hearts to know that you are faithful and your call in us that we can become your children and to be you forever and ever. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.